With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back. Um, this was our second installment of... Uh, this really doesn't have an official name. I mean, it's just rankings talk we're discussing. You're, you're listening to the two rankers for Flow Wrestling. I'm Christian Piles, joined again by my buddy Ben Golden and... Uh, 133 came out today, and uh, this this honestly is was last year, and really only a, a handful of studs uh, kind of leaving this weight. Um, it was crazy deep last year. It's good this year. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know 12, 13 guys deep with guys with like legitimate wins. You got someone like um, Danny Sabatello at 13 who's beaten. You know, Agulabon and uh, Zane Richards, and uh, so so it's a good weight. But um, some of the t- we'll, we'll go over a few of the areas where where maybe we, we had some struggles. And one right off the bat was um, Nashawn Garrett. Where to put him? And is he someone? He's a three-time All-American down at 125, and we ended up putting him in the five slot behind uh, Earl Hall who was not an All-American last year. Of course, he's been an All-American before as a fret or sophomore. Um, so we ended up there with with, with Nashawn. Ben, if you want to, um, you know, just join me here discussing how we kind of came to that conclusion. Yeah, I mean, Nashawn, he's a, a super tough guy to place right now just because of a number of factors coming into things. You have, you know, he's a... He's a tremendous name because of the name that he's built for himself at, at 125, placing third as a true freshman after a, a stellar year. And then, you know, his sophomore year, beating Nico Megalutis in the semis to make the finals and, and then ultimately finishing second. You know, he, he's just been a rock his whole career, has no bad losses, really. His worst losses in his career come last year is the hard part. It's, it's kind of like coming compared to his freshman and sophomore year, we see, you know, an identity change. You know, it, it's like, and I don't know if you never know with, with guys are at 25, is, you know, is, is the weight growing. You know, you don't, we don't know the, the reasons, the, 
would be excuses that he's not making for himself. You know, you don't know what are the things that could plug into that, but it's it's undisputable that he's less consistent at a high level than he was his freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. So there's that. Thrown on top of the fact that he he's moving up to a weight, which is hard because it's like, you know, you don't you don't know. He's in a different pool of people, so it creates confusion and a difficult situation to rank. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, he he didn't have a bad year last year. He his losses were to you know Allen Waters, Gilman, the the huge Moisey loss at at NCAA's, and then the one you know in his one foray up to one thirty three last year when he you know maybe didn't make weight was he he wound up losing, which is tough to factor in here, but it factors in a you know it did happen. You know, yeah. so it, it factors into to him just probably being one of the lower rankings, wouldn't you say, in his in since his freshman year that he's had. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean third as a as a freshman and then he you're exactly right. I mean, this is a guy, Nashawn Garrett, we had him third on our pound for pound, like justifiably so. Like it was an earned, earned ranking. Like he belonged there. He had beaten the McDonough's, he had beaten Nico twice. So, like, he had really built a tremendous resume. And up till last year, um, it, you know, that's why he was ranked so high. Now we're talking about him. He's not even ranked top three at his individual weight. And, um, Ben, the, the loss you mentioned to Sinan at 33, um, did it did make him tougher to place. Now, one thing I'll say about our, our rankings with uh, – with guys moving up a weight, um, now sometimes when you got guys moving up two or three weights, maybe we'll show more caution. But we don't really hold that against guys um, t- typically. We, we just we evaluate them on their their wins and losses. So it's not like well he would probably be third, but since he's going up weight, we put him down at fifth. Like this is where we think he slots in based on you know quality wins and some losses he's had. So we we landed on fifth for Nation, and of course. It's not even set in stone he's going to go 33. This is just our opinion and um, what we kind of believe is going to happen. So that's why we 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 think he slots in well in front of Beckman. Beckman had, even as uh, late as in NCAAs, Beckman had a loss to Jade Rouser, um, which was totally out of nowhere. So Beckman also had losses to um, DeVoy and um, Jeff Alexander, who are not, they're not bad losses, but... Um, they're, they're not ones that, um, they're, they're ones that give you a, a kind of a good placement for Nashon. So that's why we, we went with Nashon there in the five spot. Um, uh, another guy coming up from, from 125 is, uh, Penn State's Jordan Conaway. And he, you know, we'll often talk about, you know, let's not be beholden to, to the all American, um, podium finish and while it's and we'll say it every time because it, it is an amazing accomplishment it's, for ranking purposes it doesn't always mean much it sometimes does um for for conaway his big win last year was dance and that's a that's a truly truly elite win but beyond that you know he beats a Utsi, but other than that he doesn't beat another all-american um you know he loses to a a, a williford and a lambert so uh, for a returning All-American, 
to come in at 11, that seems pretty low. But if you look around Montoya at one spot ahead of him, this is a guy that beat Zane Richards, DeJulius, um, Sabatello, and DeVoy. So we felt like with that number of really high-quality wins at this weight, Montoya slots well ahead of ahead of Conaway. Yeah, and you know, yeah, Conaway for a couple of years has been a, a great testament to Penn State. Uh, but you know, it's simply you, know, you said it before being being an All-American, especially squeaking into number eight. It's, it's like that really just means uh, in in some cases that you're. You, you edged out some, you know, around a 12 guy, you know, a guy who's the 12th best guy in that bracket. And, you know, in this case, I believe Conway beat like a tear out to get there. So it's, it's yeah. hard to, you know, to take that all America finish to the bank. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's getting plenty of respect here. As you said, this is a real tough weight from last, last year, losing a couple of people, but he's a, ahead of George DeCamillo, uh, who's, you know, he's a, a very solid wrestler, uh, you know, wins over Zane Richards, uh, yeah, and, and Earl Hall, yeah. you know, as well, you know, but, but he had a, a couple of his own losses, uh, to division two star, Daniel DeShazer, uh, Nick Soto, who's pretty spotty throughout his career. Yeah, hit very, and miss. very spotty. So, so yeah, so. I, I liked where we kind of, where we came up with um, Conaway um, on down the line. Um, there not a lot of new blood in this weight. Honestly, it's it's a lot of guys that were in this weight last year that were mostly ranked this last year. Guys like Mackenzie, Geraldo, and Deutsch, though they were unranked to end the year, they all spent times in the rankings, except for Geraldo, actually. Excuse me, I was thinking of Del Vecchio. So Geraldo is one of the newcomer, newcomers to 133, and I think he's going to be a solid guy for Rutgers. He actually beat um, Scott Del Vecchio in the wrestle-off. Del Vecchio is going to redshirt for Rutgers this year. Um, Geraldo beat Kevin DeVoy and Caleb Richardson. Richardson's a guy we saw beat AJ Shop at NCAAs, where Shop took third. So um, I feel good about Geraldo. His only losses were to Rouser and Nordstrom, who, uh, when with a true freshman, and we look we look over the results of almost uh, or a high number of true freshmen, and I'm telling you, a lot of these guys have extremely inconsistent results. Um, they lose to a number of of guys where you end up googling the kid. You don't know who it was he even lost to. So for Geraldo to wrestle a pretty busy schedule and only have two. Um, losses that were like not all American level guys, but still rankable guys. You, you feel good about where you place him. Um, and then there were there were a number of guys. Ben and I kind of uh, went back and forth from from ranking, not ranking guys that are really on the periphery there. And Ben, you can speak to this, but talk about the fluidity from like across almost all weights, from like you know the seventeen to the through the 25 spot and that, that kind of problem we run into uh, almost with every weight. Right. And the, the worst time for it is right now at the beginning of the year when you're infusing new blood and you have a number of guys who are less proven now than they're going to be at the end of the year. It, it, you know, it can become difficult. So we got, we got guys like, you know, McGuire, Geraldo, Deutsch, Heilman. Then we have Nathan Kraser, Kaiser, 
who a couple of years ago was a, a real star for UNC, but yeah, I don't know. He had a couple comparatively flat years since then, but he's, he's still respectable. Uh, last year beating a couple all right guys and only losing to Rossi Bruno and Soto. You have Nordstrom, who was all right. Gary Wayne Harding, who seems like a, a bit of a budding star. Dom Forrest coming up from 25 out of Pittsburgh. And, you know, not so much, let's, let's, to, to credit Geraldo a little more, let's talk about the guy that, that he beat out, um, and Scott Del Vecchio, who was, you know, really, uh, he'd be ranked, I think at the end of last year, we had him ranked around 16th. Yeah. And, you know, this is a guy that beat Sabatello. He beat Johnny DeJulius, Malone. You know, he, he has, Jeff Alexander had some real nice wins, but, now he he finds himself not in the starting lineup because of Anthony Geraldo. Yeah, so that's a that's a real good, you know, maybe future star that'll come up for Rutgers. Good things happening there. Yeah, for sure, good things happening at Rutgers. And uh, a lot of people you talk to about Geraldo are really high on this kid. Think a lot of upside with him, and you know his true freshman year seems to kind of indicate that. So. I'm looking for 133 was the craziest weight last year in terms of it cannibalized itself in, in such a way. I mean, you look, you know, Clark plays second, but he lost to, to Julius Richards, Goulibon, and Dardanes, but he also beat three of those guys he lost to. And I could read that on down the line for, for Taylor and Hall and Garrett and Beckman. I mean, they just, not Garrett, but Beckman and DeJulius, they all beat themselves up. It's not going to be much different this year. The question. It is uh, well, is Cody Brewer just going to lay waste to this entire weight, or is he going to come back down to earth off that NCAs? But really, he was the only guy that didn't have that kind of back and forth, and even he split matches with Earl Hall. So look for right, this. and didn't save a lot of the the other guys. Well, True. let me ask you, what's your level of confidence on Cody Brewer being at thirty two at this point? Is that a done deal, or is he still maybe going up to forty one? My level of confidence is very high. Um, who did I reach out to? Somebody. Somebody told me he, he's staying at 33. He's not going to go up. So I feel I feel very confident Brewer's going to stay at 33. You know, he's been there his whole career. And, and sometimes guys move up for their senior year, but I don't think that Brewer will. I think he's I think he's going to stick with it there, and uh, I think that's the right spot for him, too. I think he'll he'll do well. I, I wish I could yeah, remember, I mean, I wish I could remember who told me. Well. <laughs> Yeah, someone told me, but yeah. So I like uh, I like Brewer to stay there, and it, it's crazy, man, because like we got so much heat, Ben and I, for where we had Brewer ranked, and I, I will stand by that ranking until t- the day I'm buried, um, just because he he hadn't beaten the guys, and he had never shown himself to be the guy he was at NCAs before, but um, obviously um, he he earned the number one ranking, but. Um, we'll, we'll see if he gives us any, uh, any reason to move him down. But, uh, right now he's, I, I wonder, is he one of the bigger favorites coming into this year? It's like, I can't erase that tournament from my mind and just how utterly dominant he looked. No, you can't. He, uh, he was, he was arguably, arguably the most dominant guy when compared against the level of competition exactly in the exactly. tournament, except maybe Logan Stever, which it's, you know, it, it's hard to compare guys to, to that level of dominance, but maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, Logan in his quarter has some, he had like Kevin Jack. I'm sure that 
Brewer had a, not that Kevin Jack's bad, but, you know, Brewer Brewer was facing good guys right away. He had he had either Richards or DiCamillo or, or DeJulius, like, in round two or something crazy. So it was a great run by Brewer. Uh, we're looking forward to 133. We thank you guys for, for tuning into this, and uh, we'll see you Wednesday when we roll out 141.